0: What is going on, movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. This week, coming to you from my hometown, Tulsa, Oklahoma, here for my cousin's wedding, but I was able to squeeze in Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, so we're going to be talking about that spy action Something, uh, <laughs> and then of course uh, we also have to talk about Mortal Kombat. That movie came out this week and sent me down the rabbit hole of the the video games, um, as well as a Tulsa, Oklahoma classic that I never got to as a kid, and Tenant on HBO Max. Yes, it is now available to stream. So plenty to talk about this week. Thanks for listening. You can um, get in touch with me at Mr. MacGreg on Twitter or through the newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com. If you want to subscribe, if you want to let me know what you think of these movies, I, I always love to hear from you guys. But let's talk about Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Shout out to any agent who is able to negotiate the name of the source material author to the front of a movie's title though that oddity should be the earliest indication that Tom Clancy's, without remorse, did not have ambitions on becoming the next Citizen King. Clancy's very particular geopolitical worldview, present in all his books, which is an unflinching belief in highly skilled American agents to save the world from foreign threats, conflicts with the 2021 sensibility of distrust in authority and institutions, which makes for a chaotic and disjointed narrative that can't seem to pinpoint its own motivation. What is an incredibly simple and familiar revenge premise is thus weighted down by the garble of CIA yada yada, twisting the plot for twist's sake, and only to end up in the most predictable place possible. Wonderfully, stage action set pieces and general creativity toward shooting people in the face serve as a life raft, floating away from the wreckage of the movie's substance. Though, even there, it's difficult to find drama in the annihilation of faceless, nameless, quote, bad guys. Not only that, the movie is super dark. Not thematically, I mean quite literally. Over half the movie takes place in low-light environments with zero cheat lighting. My TV is pretty large and pretty sharp, I think, but at several points, I couldn't even tell what was happening on screen. That's surprising, coming from a talented director like Stefano Salima, who did Sicario, Day of the Soldado, and more recently, Zero, Zero, Zero. But my guess would be that the epic scope and relative failure of the latter show may have led to the budget for this movie being gutted, an excuse which would explain the lighting and the bland sets, many of which mysteriously look similar, though action is taking place on different continents in different countries. I don't know. Nearly every A-lister in Hollywood has taken a crack at Clancy's Jack Ryan character. The reluctant analyst turned hero spy, but Michael B. Jordan is the first to step into the boots of Jack Kelly, later turned Jack Clark, or excuse me, John Kelly turned John Clark, Ryan's much darker and more vengeful counterpart. He brings to it Superstar Charisma, a heroic body, and yes, the added layer of being African American, which adds a new layer to the character's distrust of the government, though, again, in classic Clancy fashion, what appears to be deep-seated frustrations are ultimately set aside for a core duty to country. MBJ is compelling on screen, but his recent performances have given me enough evidence to conclude he's mostly unable to disappear into his characters, making him far more of a movie star than a, quote, great actor. This is far from damning, really. His career trajectory could prove out to be a new Will Smith, except for the fact that that era of star vehicle dramas dominating the box office is dead and buried. This project checked a lot of boxes of the new movie landscape. It's based on well-known IP and has massive expanded universe potential, including a possible crossover with Amazon's Jack Ryan show starring John Krasinski. Unfortunately, We're seeing the same landscape be strewn with the carcasses of franchises that never got out of the starting blocks. Remember the Dark Universe or the Golden Compass or what about the Dark Tower? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think so. Seems to me that one might want to focus on making an awesome movie that people will love before you build the massive framework that could hold future sequels. In this case, like a Russian terrorist threat, the mission was not accomplished. Alright guys, every week I give you something new, something old, and something to stream. This week, something new. It's on HBO Max. It's Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Admittedly, I've only been exposed to the world of Mortal Kombat for a week now, when this latest movie adaptation prompted the purchase of the $5 video game to battle a friend, and I'll be the first to admit that there's something attractive about the explicit shamelessness of the franchise. The games basically entail mashing buttons until your avatar does something like rip your opponent limb from limb or rip their heart out of their chest. It's not exactly a game that screams storytelling, which makes it an odd choice for a movie adaptation, especially since they tried one and failed 25 years ago. In the game, the characters are cartoonish, exaggerated, and governed by truly uninspired names. I mean, on one side you've got Earthworld, and they're battling Outworld. (laughs) And the two interchangeable Asian characters are named Liu Kang and Kung Lao. I mean, come on, you got to try a little harder than that. (laughs) The mythology is a mess and the scene to scene writing and acting does little to redeem it, leaving the over the top gory executions as the only worthwhile element. So if the ending here is any indication, actually, Warner Brothers is trying to open up an extended universe off of this too. (laughs) Lord, help us all. this week's something old. It's 1983's The Outsiders. (laughs) This weekend, like I said, I'm I'm back in my hometown, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it recently came to my attention that not only have I never been to the famous Outsiders house filming location near downtown Tulsa, I've never even seen the 1980s movie based on S.E. Hinton's classic novel. Well, that is until this week, and this movie is awesome because it did for the 80s what Dazed and Confused would do, to, would go on to do for the 90s, discovering an entire generation of talent and stars out of nowhere all at once. You got Tom Cruise before Risky Business, Emilio Estevez before The Breakfast Club, Rob Lowe before St. Elmo's Fire, Ralph Macchio before The Karate Kid, Patrick Swayze before Dirty Dancing, Diane Lane before The Cotton Club, and Matt Dillon before... I don't know whatever the heck matt Dillon is known for it, it's it's a really fun movie and you know the coming of age premise is well known obviously the book fleshed it out a bit more um but the, the movie really wins you over because of the performances of all these young actors and honestly it's just really fun to see them And something to stream this week, it's Tenet on HBO Max as well. And honestly, one interesting wrinkle in this year's Oscars hoopla is Tenet, which is a movie that many people believe could have competed for awards in several categories were it not for the ongoing feud between Warner Brothers and Christopher Nolan, who criticized the move to stream Warner Brothers films same day on HBO Max by saying they went from, quote, the greatest movie studio to, quote, the worst streaming service overnight. Warner Brothers decided to abandon its awards campaign for the film, leaving only one nomination and eventual win for Best Visual Effects. They get the last laugh, too, because as of this weekend, Nolan's movie has reached its final resting place on their streaming service. Now, in a pandemic free alternate universe, the movie would likely have been a smash hit at the box office, but I actually think that the home viewing experience is optimal for this particular movie. This is the only time you'll hear me advocate for the use of subtitles, but you can use subtitles here. (laughs) And the audio mix leaves dialogue at times indecipherable. And there were a few more times throughout when rewinding or pausing to say WTF just happened (laughs) will be very useful. You all know by now that Nolan is not exactly my cup of tea. I'm one of those old-fashioned types who likes my stories to make sense. Call me crazy. Uh, But this movie is still the kind of huge, glitzy, glitzy, Hollywood adventure that audiences have been starving for for really over a year now and if you would never caught this one at a drive-in theater uh, or a theater that was opened up near you over the summer it's now available to all on HBO Max. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the word. Uh, Yeah, let someone else know about this podcast, about the newsletter, which is, again, mattcraig.substack.com. So we can continue to build this community. It's been really fun to see more and more of you guys sign up and, uh, you know, talk about it, email me about it, tweet me about it, at Mr. Matt Craig. Love hearing from you guys. Next week's show if I can find a theater that'll show it I really want to talk about Wrath of Man which is Guy Ritchie's new cockney gangster film which I showed a trailer of a couple weeks ago in the newsletter and you guys seem to really look forward to it so Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie back (laughs) Uh, that's a must watch for me so hopefully we'll be talking about that next week Uh, and whatever else pops up I would love to hear from you guys what do you recommend what should I be watching what am I missing out on Uh, TV shows, movies, anything you guys are watching. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. But until next Friday, guys, I guess I'll see you at the movies.